0: The questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas.
1: And tonight we discuss the latest false flags around the world. False flag operations are covert and manipulative, playing off our fears and anxiety. So how can we identify them? Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. To listen to the entire interview and all our archives, visit VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. Tonight's special guest is a Veritas veteran, Ole Demigord, an award winning author, investigator, musician, artist, painter, former journalist, and much more. For more than 30 years, he has worked very hard to expose some of the biggest conspiracies around the globe. Something that has turned out to be a very dangerous task. Oli's goal is to prevent the global elite from turning this beautiful world into a controlled and horrible place. And he's totally dedicated to revealing their agenda, including false flag operations all over the world. Ola Damagord joins us directly from Estepona, Malaga, Spain.
0: Hello, Oli, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? I'm good, good. Thank you so much, man. It's an honor and joy to be back.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. And I know, I know it's very late over there in Spain. So I really appreciate every time that you come and join us here. But, you know, you wrote to me a few days ago, and I thought this is the right time. This is the right time because all these events are happening. And the question many people have is how do we discern, how do we know if these events are false flags? Or not. Before we start talking about the specific incidents, tell us about that.
0: It's a very good question, and very important as well, because uh, it's very, very important, I believe, to not jump to any conclusions. You really have to, every single time, really dig in deep and see what actually happened. Because the importance is not to prove a point: is this a false flag? Is it not? The important thing is to find out the truth and. Uh, what happened and who did it and why did they do it because if you listen to the official stories that sounds like we live in a world packed with the crazy fanatic muslim terrorists that wake up for every morning and just think uh, you know try to make out plans how to blow us up is that is that the, uh, the answer to the question questions who's behind it or Are these things somehow coordinated? And if so, who is doing it? And is it possible that we're actually looking at the enemy from within and that this is actually state-sponsored terrorism there to freak us out so that we will accept a very dark and very brutal uh, agenda of total control? That is the main question. So I would very much like to uh, first point out what a false flag is. A false flag is a PSYOP where the one that looks attack is actually the ones attacking himself. It's an old naval term from the old days where marine nations like Spain – England, uh, Holland, these type of countries were going around uh, doing brutal invasions of, of different countries and that created some problems with trade agreements and neighboring countries and so on. So somebody came up with the idea, why don't we just put one of the enemy's flags on one of our own ships Then that that ship attack us so that we suddenly instead of being the attacker becomes the victim and then that justifies us invading that country and Sometimes even becoming the hero because I mean we were the victims and we managed to defend ourselves by winning the battle and take over their country So it's a psyop and that is what a false flag is so Over the years, it's actually 30 odd years that I've been doing this now with the top political assassinations and false flags. And the reasons that I I focus so much on these false flags are because it's one of the, I would say, one of the very few uh, tools of control that these dark forces are using against us. It's old Roman templates, most of them, like divide and conquer. They love that one. And also problem, reaction, solution the few elite few in power secretly create a problem to get an emotional reaction it's very important that it's an emotional reaction so we don't think but we just react Uh, and the reaction they want is one out of total fear where we then turn towards the few that we think are there to protect us, the ones that we have elected to protect us, not understanding that it's actually them who have created the problem. And the solution every single time is the same. It's more and more control, more and more freedoms that goes out the window. We have to even pay to be controlled, surveillance cameras, CCTV footage, body scanners, you name it, all in the name of your security, my security. But where it's actually something that they have created So once again, it's a, they love these psyops and the reason for these that they need these psyops is for us not to understand How few they really are and how many we are so they need to keep us fearful at all times and What we've seen the the last uh, I would say for, I don't know four five six years is an escalation of these alleged terror attacks. And now it's come to, just like you pointed out, it's almost ridiculous. Every single day almost it's boom, 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 boom. So the question is, what is going on? And if you remember, some years ago, there was a series of uh, revolutions in northern Africa, they call it the Arab Spring. And there was uh what uh was quite clearly a color code. everything was green the green flags they were talking about uh green this green, that, and so on. So in these operations that are often coordinated, they have a color code as well that sends out the message to people who are in the know that this is our in uh operation we're in control this and this and this all of it goes hand in hand so that it uh, sort of uh, sending out these secret messages the thing was that in this uh, uh, Arab spring there was a series of north african countries where there were so-called revolutions and these were coordinated for the first time ever through social media facebook was the one the tool that uh, made the difference this time and uh, what happened was that the people, they say, made these uh, uprisings and got rid of po- uh, the people in, in power. And then these people got replaced by people chosen uh, or, or new leaders chosen by the people. But since then, we've learned that uh, it's the usual suspects, again, you the, with the CIA Mossad in the background, uh, coordinating these uh, revolutions. And just replacing people that they didn't want in a power position with their own puppets. Then they moved on to the Ukraine. There was a similar thing, a similar overtake there with the color code orange. And now what is happening, uh, in my opinion, is what I call the Euro spring, even though it's taking more than a spring now for them to do it, where they try to destabilize Western Europe uh, through a series uh i mean so so many it's actually the western world i would almost say uh with a series of alleged uh, terror attacks but these attacks always 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 happen in uh, nato countries members of nato uh, and it very often goes in a circular motion so that they go from country to country to country, even the same police district, the same areas, the same again and again, the same exact theme. So in Europe, it would be uh, England, France, Germany, Belgium, Holland, Denmark, Sweden, uh, sometimes Spain, sometimes Finland and Turkey. These will be the targets. Uh, The the countries where these operations are carried out in the states which will always also be coordinated with these uh, The theme will not be so much terror attacks, but it will be more Mass shootings because in the states you have too many guns therefore they want you to just give them up so that they can Make a very simple and easy takeover So there they try to make the guns the problem uh, and then they want the emotional reaction. So they aim for schools where there are children and women because that's the way to get the emotions going. So there's uh, is where guns are the, the problem. But here in Europe, they go for the targets are always the same. It is either Uh, A location that has a very symbolic value for that country, something that represents the independence of that specific country or the history or background. It is also a target of uh, touristic value so that it will, uh, as many people around the globe will as possible, will know about it and feel about it. Uh, So it would be like uh, Big Ben, the Colosseum, Acropolis, uh, the Eiffel Tower, these type of things. In the States, it would be Twin Towers, they already taken that, the Statue of Liberty, Times Square, uh, these type of strong uh, or very powerful and emotional targets if you hit them. Or it would be centers of uh, transportation, it would be airports, uh, train stations, bus stations, but also vehicles of transportation like trains, ferries, uh, airplanes and so on. So uh, in the last six months, what we've seen here in Europe is the color code is pink or going towards purple, somewhere between these. I'm not sure why they've chosen this, but you will see these colors are just repeated again and again. Everything from the knives on the London Bridge attack were purple, the balloons at the uh, concert, the Ariana Grande concert in Manchester, the balloons were pink and purple. Uh, at the funerals, pink and purple. In the news uh, uh, castings, you will see when they interview, it's pink or purple colored dresses or the the background is pink or purple. It's, so there's this hidden psyop and propaganda thing going on in the background that we normal people are not aware of. So uh, what I would like to, very much to suggest is that we are looking at an internationally coordinated series of attacks there to de- destabilize the western world according to the new world order and carried out by a small mobile unit to a large extent a small mobile unit uh, consisting of uh, directors crisis actors sometimes uh, people that are involved with the uh, crowd uh, Control, but also crowds that can be rented and driven on location, transported to location. There will be marketing agents. There will be catering, makeup, uh, pyrotechnics, and so on. There will also be bodyguards and controllers of this uh, group. And this group will are being transported from country to country, from airbase to airbase, army base, NATO bases in army planes. And then on location in whatever country it is, then they're transported in buses to the site that has been chosen for this attack. But before the attack, it would be prepared by a so-called drill. This drill will, of course, be for our protection. It's always a security drill that is being carried out. And it will be advertised in local media and newspapers and so on saying, tomorrow, we're going to have a security drill at that train station or this location or this hospital or that arena or whatever. Or the Wall Trade Center. The, it's the same, Mel. I'm I, I'm repeating myself over and over, but the drill is ex- essential for this because the drill is where they get a vehicle. They, what they do is they through that drill, they can close off the area. They can shut off streets, close off streets. They can get their vehicles in positions, explosives in positions, smoke bombs, crisis actors, catering. Uh, they very often when they do these things it's just like a film set really it is a a moving film set like a rock star a rock group on tour here we have like a moving film set where they don't do concerts they what they perform their performance is terror and it's being spread through media so they don't really care so much about people on location or, the, uh, or what is going on there. The whole idea is to get it pumped out through media as terror, where what they are uh, trying to achieve is global fear. That's that's the name of the product. Let, let the me interject for,
1: for a moment here, because a few days ago you sent me a website, a link to a, what seemed to be a crisis acting casting company. And I've heard of this before, but someone This morning, I'm glad that he sent this to me this morning, sent me an article, and let me just read it. The article, the title is, Man Calls Company That Hires alt Left Agitators. What he recorded was stunning. So let me read what I found. A man by the name of Bill Hulk exposed a huge scandal on Wednesday evening. On Craigslist, a company put out several ads in several cities requesting people to take part in protests, so he gave the number a ring. What he found out is that not only are these far left agitators and demonstrators being paid to protest quote unquote white nationalists and President Donald Trump, there is an, an intricate system by which it all takes place. And he confirms the whole operation is funded by none other than billionaire George Soros. Here's what he said quote, had to share some from someone else. Yes, it was funded by Soros. There was an ad place in Craigslist, call them myself, they specifically wanted protesters to protest against the white nationalists, $25 an hour. I asked if I could work all day. They said I could work 24, hour, 24 hours straight if I wanted to. They were willing to pay $25 an hour for 24 hours. They had transportation ready for every state within the USA too. I asked, how would they know if I was working at all? Here's the good part. They had a tracker on you, sort of like a credit card. You had to check in every five hours with a lead. I asked if I could work again. I was told that they had worked for the next, check this out, folks, for the next three and a half years. This is real and it will only
0: get worse.
1: Hulk concluded, unquote. What's your take on that, Oli? It's
0: part of the game. This is standard. Uh, what I think the company he's talking about is called cry, uh, Crowds on Demand crowdsondemand.com. And uh, that company uh, is specifically for the US, uh, but I'm sure they can, uh, they can supply crowds uh, on an international basis as well, depending on, uh, I mean, if the money isn't a problem, which it normally isn't. And what they do is whatever you want, if you want a rally, if you want protesters, if you want fans for, um, Politician or a pop star, or if you want somebody outside an abortion clinic, you know, against abortions or whatever you need, they can supply it. crowdsondemand.com. Check it out yourself. And this, in combination with multiple companies where they uh, supply crisis actors, amputee actors. Also, pyrotechnics. I mean, you have companies like Crisis Cast. There's another one I'm going to go into in big details. I think that is the head of the octopus when it comes to this operational level. It's called Crisis-Solutions.com. Incredible company. Crisis-Solutions.com. The first time I I mentioned this, I I, I exposed it on on an international um, interview. In great detail, and within two weeks, there was more than 280,000 views on that video. Right after that, uh, their website went down uh, and s- stayed down. So I went out on other interviews saying, "Please have a look here. There's a catch version. You can get it here and here. Please uh, download and say every- everything you can." But also. Please be aware of that. Is this not the act of a criminal mind? You know, when somebody starts pointing at you, they try to disappear instead of, uh, you know, confronting me and saying, listen, actually, how dare you? You know, how can you do a- such accusations, you know, without, uh, you know, asking me instead they disappeared. And this is a, it's a big, big company or admission uh, of guilt. Uh, uh, Exactly. And so when I started pointing it out, then suddenly the website is back on and I believe it's there now. On it or on this website, I really recommend people to uh, to check it out because I didn't know about this company before. Uh, the London Bridge attack on the 22nd of March, that was when I first spotted them, because they had a drill three days before on the the River Thames, just exact on the location where this happened. And uh, one of the boats that was uh, involved in the rescuing of a a woman they claimed had fallen over or fallen into the water from the bridge was picked up by the exact same boat that was involved in the drill. So I thought, oh, here we have the drill. And this company, so I started checking them out. And I tell you, I don't think that they were prepared that normal people would look so deep into their website. And on the website, I say it again, crisis solutionscom you can go under uh, in and in in the menu. I think it says something like uh, our products or our services or something like that. If you go down, there's one page called um, crisis cloud. That is the one. And on that page, uh, there's a video with very cheerful, like elevator music, like this. And then <sighs> they present, they say, uh, in the video, they say, hello, when did you last have a crisis simulation? They call it crisis simulation. And they call people involved players. Okay. So in the video, they say, uh We've taken this uh, thing with crisis uh, simulations to a whole new level. Out the door are the old days, you know, with um, A4 papers and telephones. Now here is crisis cloud. And what they show you in this video is that uh, they can supply anything needed for multiple simulations on even on different continents at the same time. So what they they show you uh, first, uh, they have um, I think they call it the tactical squad, and they show you filmed images of ambulances, SWAT teams, police, military, and so on 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 the street after one of these events. Then they say they have I think it's called the C squadron, which is like a, a um, uh, like a boardroom where CEOs or people from different companies, government officials, and so on uh, are gathering. Uh, around this whole scenario and also in real time can change it while it's live. Then they have one section called the media section that have live news feeds. I mean, real news feeds that are being pumped out. I guess, who, who are they aiming at? I mean, the only ones could be other players or it's aimed at us, the normal people. Real news feeds, also real live Uh, Facebook streams on hundreds of accounts that are their accounts and Twitter feeds as well in live time pumping out information, false information about these simulations. And then what they then have, then they have what they call the the crisis cloud, which all of it uh, sort of uh, are the hub for the whole thing and where there's a team that in real time can change it Uh, So that should something uh, interfere, should somebody like myself suddenly expose things of it so that they have to redirect, no problem, they can do it. And they say all you need to be a player is Internet access, meaning somebody with a big cigar can sit on an island in the Bahamas and be one of the players while you got uh, whatever country it is that they are uh, aiming at. The officials, the locals, whatever is needed there could be online at the same time. And then they say, as examples, they just show, just imagine, we could do this in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, Manchester, England, and New York. Okay, this, when I found this, uh, they had a drill in in Edinburgh and Scotland, then boom, on the 22nd of may happened manchester just uh, one week before the bilderberg meeting there's always one week before the bilderberg meeting they have a diversion somewhere and most of the time on the 22nd of may boom it happens so that media's attention is taken away and so this time i was just waiting where is it going to happen i said on On uh, international radio as well. It's just a matter of days. Soon there will be a bang here somewhere. It's just a matter of where and then it happened in Manchester. And then the third target they said was Time, uh, sorry, New York. And right after Manchester, it didn't take long. Where was the next attack? In Times Square, New York. And on the website as well, if you go on the clients' uh, testimonials, there's one. Uh, individual there there's no name but there's this uh, individual who's writing uh, about a very exciting moment and he says uh, they are standing in a high rising building with the view over london there's people from 80 companies corporations 80 corporations in the room looking at the same thing they're very uh, you know nervous and excited because this is going to be the biggest simulation ever that they've taken part of and then he describes the the what had you know some details of what happened and afterwards everybody's so happy oh it went well and so on. i am telling you what he is describing is the westminster bridge attack and the building therein in was the millbank tower which is where it's, it's a tower building that is loaded with lots of suspicious companies, very suspicious company. And uh, so just keep that in mind. 80 different corporations were in that room involved in that whole thing. So what type of corporations do you think we're looking at? This is uh, where I think we are looking at government people, people from different uh, security agencies, but also the military industrial complex, the defense ministry, everything that is involved in warfare, you know, also with construction, with um, like – you know, like with the Vietnam War, the the air um, – what do you call it? The airlines that flew from the States to Vietnam, for instance, just transporting soldiers. They made millions and millions. There's so many things involved in war and uh, and these uh, – everything from CCTV cameras to body scanners to you name it. So much that is involved in anti-terror. And look at and Homeland Security. Pro- yeah, yeah. It's big business. Big 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 business. Now let me ask you this it, uh, only when we look
1: at the Boston bombing for example I believe they became a little bit or rather very sloppy. If you look at what they used and the the blood that they used we we we've, we've talked about this several times. But could it be that now their modus operandi is transitioning into in something into something more simple, if you will, using vehicles as a weapon of mass destruction. What we saw in, 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 uh, in England, what we, in London, what we saw in New York, what we saw a few days ago in, in Barcelona, it, it, it seems that this is a new way. All you need is a vehicle. It, what we saw in Nice, all you need is a vehicle that you can have as many casualties as possible. Now, the question is, are these casualties real or not?
0: First, let me just comment on the vehicles, because uh, I've been questioning why are there so many vi- attacks with vehicles and why are so many of them rentals? And uh, I tell you, I believe that the reason we're back to problem reaction solution here, suddenly the vehicles are the problem. So what they're I believe what they're trying to do is they're trying to make a uh, vehicles dangerous so that we will accept their solution and their solution are so-called smart cities. Uh, You can, there are lots of documentaries about planned smart cities and so on. And it's totally controlled environments where everything is digitalized with remote controlled driverless cars. There you go. That (sighs) is the, that is the agenda driverless cars, but also the rental cars I saw in the news in England yesterday, now they want to start restricting rental cars because for our protection. Can you see now they want you suddenly to – uh they they're, it's stepping stones, you know, small, a little step here, a little step there, a little step here, a little step there. So we can't see that they're actually connected. But what they're trying to do is just close the gate around us. And uh, also, when it comes to these vehicle attacks, one of the things they do is they've started to create these prisons in the wall, in in the cities, with so-called boulders, these iron or steel uh, barriers that sometimes are automated that comes up out of the street, or massive big concrete blocks. You will see it; it's happening in in Melbourne, it's happening in Times Square, it's uh, London, it's just everywhere. They've sort of, and they do it for our protection, always for our protection. But what we're, what we're seeing is slowly, slowly they're growing this. I mean, they, they, they even look like prison bars when you think of it. And now I've seen that what they're, they're suggesting now to save money from putting concrete boulders there are energy field protections. I mean, what is that? And they're describing like energy fields where vehicle cannot enter. You know, I mean, we're looking at science fiction type, but this is where DARPA and companies like that comes in with these highly, highly sophisticated uh, technological solutions that are just very, very scary. Once you start seeing how they're used and how what they can do and how they're just going to expand it if we don't uh, stop it.
1: When you say electronic, what exactly do you mean? Almost like a, a force field, an EMP that disables the vehicle. Exactly what do you mean?
0: I'm not sure. I've just seen this. Uh, they've started uh, more and more uh, articles suggesting these force fields, uh, energy fields. I don't know how it works. I'm going to look into it more. But this is, uh, th- this is what is happening. You, you have to be aware of you have a problem. Then the reaction from us, oh, my God, something needs to be done. Wait for the solution. Look in the papers. What are they suggesting? And this is uh, the things that have come up. But nowadays, since our concentration span is so short due to fluoride in the water and uh, whatever, uh, what they do is on a regular basis, when they uh, have... Like a reporter on location, it will be like this because they don't, they cannot afford or dare to lose you or lose your attention. So they will deliver problem reaction solution to you in within one minute or 30 seconds or something like that. So keep in mind that in these cases, the reporter will be in on it. The eyewitness will be in on it. And so it will be go like this reporter. So please tell us what happened. The eyewitness. Oh, it was horrible. People were dying. It was, uh, people were running. They were screaming. There were all of these things. So that we in, uh, in our home sit back in the sofa and say, Oh my God, that is so horrible. Yeah, and you're then describing re- 9-11. I'm describing all of them now. All of them that it's the same theme, the same, all of it. And then the reporter will say, Well, the solution will be, or, or then that means that we will have to, and boom, there it comes. So I mean, you had nine eleven, where uh, the reporter was asking a guy down in the street what happened, and he gave the whole technical uh, BS about how these uh, these buildings came down because of high heat and whatever. It's the first time ever in the history of the world that a high rising building has fallen down, turned into dust. Uh, Due to a fire high up there. I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. But this guy in the street, he could explain it right away in on it. He was part of it. And here, for instance, at the Charlie Hebdo in Paris, where they said the two uh, brothers turned into terrorists, killed some a lot of people in central uh, Paris in a newspaper um uh, office and so on. The, the reporter said, well, this means that we have to have heightened security at the airports. What did the air, where did that come from? This had nothing to do with airports, but that's how they put it in your subconscious. When, when the mass shooting happened in uh, Norway on the, in 2011, uh, the, the head of the security police, a woman, she said, well, this mass shooting would never have happened had the population been microchipped. What was that? What? But I always wonder what the reason of that false flag, if it was a false flag. No, it it, it was a false flag in, are we talking about Norway now? Yeah, Norway, that's cool. Okay, yeah. No, it was on an island. Exactly. Where, well,
1: wasn't it like a, a, a
0: bunch of 15-year-old boys? No, there was there was um, there was more than 550 u- uh, teenagers on that island. That's
1: what I mean. Yes,
0: and and uh, there was 86, 86 dead. Right, uh, but the numbers goes up and down. It's v- very very bizarre. But first, they blew up the government building more or less like in Oklahoma City, even though there was totally different weaponry yeah. used. There And then within an hour later, this guy, they say, Anders Breivik, that he was the lone crazy guy dressed as a police. He went out there on a small little ferry and then went there with automatic weapons, just pulled them out and started killing people. Oh. For one hour, he was left alone for one hour, killing, 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 while everything else was on stand down. Everything was being pulled back. And this slaughter was just allowed to happen. Now, uh,
1: keyword, well, keyword I- right there, Ole, keyword, you said it, stand down, which is what happened a few days ago in Charlottesville, uh, uh, Virginia. The police stood down. In my opinion, that's the reliction of, of duty. When you have two groups that are going to go at it, the police is there to be able to prevent that. I mean 911 I keep mentioning that but it happens in almost every one of them the police seems to be standing doing nothing
0: Yeah but the thing is that the police are consisting of many decent very honest people that want to do their duty that want to It's their orders people. But then they get ordered to stand down. And the reason for that is do not get involved because this is an inside operation. It is it's not even the normal uh, police that is there uh, carrying it out. It's a special unit that is doing it and they do not want to get interfered with. So normal police and and, uh, sometimes military are told to uh, guard the outer parameters of the area. So they're there keeping us out from the area, at the same time thinking that they are doing the right thing, not understanding that what is actually going on behind them is a total psyop. So this is the reason you had, uh, uh, we were talking about the mass shooting in Norway, the normal police, there were snipers on the mainland that even had him in the cross-eye, had the shooter in the cross-eye. Uh you know and was told stand down. There was a hot helicopter team in Oslo with sharpshooters that could have uh gone to the island within, within minutes and taken him out. They were told to stand down. The the firefighters in Manchester at the Ariana Grande massacre uh, here were the firefighters were told to stand down. Stand down and that is one standard ingredient. Also, CCTV cameras shut down. doesn't matter how many millions you as a taxpayer have paid to get them installed uh, <laughs> the for Pentagon? your protection. Then the Pentagon. I mean, it's only the most protected building in the world. And you're telling me that there's no footage of the plane except from a gas station across the street? Exactly. I mean, Come on, what is that? That is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There Had it been a plane that actually hit the Pentagon, there would have been at least a dozen or 50 cameras that would have filmed it. And there is footage, but the FBI, right when it happened, came in and confiscated it. (laughs) There's footage of what? Of a missile? You tell me. I mean, the thing is, the dear old FBI, they're there every single time. But what do they do? They equip, they train, and uh, they get these uh, patsies in location. They lure some of these patsies uh, into this location where they can get killed or taken for whatever terror attack. And then right after it, they're confiscating and cleaning up the site so that there's no evidence, but except for planted evidence. That's what they do. I call them fraud, bribery and uh, intimidation. (laughs) Not every single detective, of course, we're looking at beautiful people sometimes that are doing everything they can for the population. But there are some very, very rotten inner cores in these organizations that are just uh, raping us. That is what they're doing.
1: And granted, what you said about the Arab Spring started in Tunisia, went all the way to Egypt, and we saw Libya—just to replace the leaders, to get a a more responsive type of puppet, in my opinion. Now we're we're seeing this in Europe, we're seeing this in the United States. With what we're seeing here, are we witnessing an American Spring concocted by these individuals? And if so, I, I hate to even bring this up. But to me, it sounds like the Bolsheviks, the 21st century Bolsheviks are back and they just want to destroy the United States from within to turn it into a communist country. And when the United States goes,
0: the rest of the world goes. And the thing, Mel, is it's so interesting that you bring this up because it is exactly, exactly 100 years ago since the Russian Revolution Nineteen seventeen exactly. It is on the month. It was in October, but there were preparations, and these were the people that took over Russia. Was not uh, you know Russians. It was not a Russian revolution. It was the same forces that are now involved in the new world Order that took over Russia, uh, and they were meetings in Stockholm. Uh, Trotsky
1: to make to just
0: name one. Do you know where Trotsky finished his book? He Was finished it, it on Utøya, that tiny little island where this mass shooting took place. I don't know if that's just a coincidence, but it's I've been there, I've been there several times. It's a, a way out in the middle of nowhere, a tiny little island exactly where he uh, finished his book. Then the the Social uh, Democrats of Norway have used that island as a very uh, like for summer camps and a very symbolic island. But he was there. He then, then uh, went to Stockholm. Uh, he was there more or less on the exact date when the Stockholm truck attack happened, when Lenin was there as well, Lenin. And then they went on to um, to Russia, where they started this whole thing, backed by these globalist uh, uh, individuals and, and companies that was backing the whole thing. Who do you it think killed ex- him? Who do you think assassinated him in Mexico in 1940? I haven't looked into that. I'm the wrong person to ask. That's okay. But I'd, it is not by chance that it's happening now because they are they are doing a lot of these things on historical dates, you know, where it is exactly 77 years uh, since the end of the Second World War. Uh, there was one attack on the White Cliffs of Dover that most people are not aware of where where they sabotaged some of these cliffs because it's a very… Uh, it was an extremely important uh, symbolic uh, location on uh, these white cliffs, so the su- southern point of uh, of England, where the the uh, the Battle of Britain took place over these. And these uh, were these cliffs were sort of the the symbol for freedom because when these uh, fire these uh, uh, what do you call it? An airplane fighters were coming home, and the English bombers. They knew if they could just make it uh, across the White Cliffs of Dover, they were safe, you know, because then they had the Flick Flack and all of these things. But uh, so he was very, very symbolic. And on the exact day uh, when they were sabotaged, that was exactly the dates of the Battle of Britain as well. And it's it's been the attack on on. Copenhagen and Paris and um, several of these other ones are directly connected to the ending of the Second World War. And you will also see pl- part of the PSYOP, for instance, when the Copenhagen shootings were uh, some years ago, 2015, which I predicted one month before it actually happened on international radio, just like I did with the London Bridge attack one month before it happened, just as I did with eight others. So, um what happened there was that these, there, at the end of the Second World War, there were uh, some white buses sent out from Denmark and Sweden going down to concentration camps in Northern uh, Germany where they had negotiated the release of uh, prisoners from these concentration camps at least that is the official story that we're being told anyway so these white buses there was a series of white buses that were uh, dr- driven down there and came home with people from the concentration camps and they were uh, everybody was cheering and thought it was so amazing it was the swedish uh, family bannardot folke dot that was uh, part of arranging this whole thing so when the when the uh the whole thing was to evacuate the the uh, these prison camps so when the uh, lo- uh the copenhagen shooting happened suddenly there were white buses circling in copenhagen where it says on the sign, painted on the sign evacuation evacuation and also the signs um do you know where you where it says destination it said evacuation And Benjamin Netanyahu, right when this happened, said, we need to evacuate the Jewish population out of Europe back into Israel.
1: He's saying that almost every day. I mean, yesterday they said the same thing about
0: Barcelona. Listen, uh, If you study terrorism without studying Mossad, it's like watching Hamlet without the Prince, like one of my friends said. It's like these are the ones that created terror, and Benjamin Netanyahu is right in the middle of it. I mean, Mr. Terror himself, Benjamin Netanyahu. So, um... What is the purpose? Are they trying to basically try
1: another exodus of Jewish people around the world to just take him all to Israel, and if that's the case, I mean, just to be safe in the quote-unquote promised land, and if that's the case, what is the end game? Get rid of the entire world so they can manage from Tel Aviv, or what's the deal?
0: Mel, 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 I have no idea. I mean The only thing I can say is that when I look at the actions of these individuals and these groups, I mean, I see total madness and I, I was t- I was talking to Chip Tatum about this, and I said I just don't get it. I mean, why destroy the world? Why destroy the air with chemtrails? Why destroy the seas with radioactivity? What what is that? What is it? And he said the only reason why you don't understand it is because you're not a psychopathic killer. If you were, it would make total sense. It's I don't get it. I don't understand it. But they are the exact opposite of what we are. I would say we. Normal people search for love, compassion, understanding, freedom, education for our kids. Uh, you know, just be able to to express express our creativity and and live in freedom and happiness. These individuals, their mindset is death, hate, destruction, separation, rape, plunder, pain. That's the game. But it it is on multiple different layers i think because we are looking at at these things on a street level and i think when you look at the new world order you look in at a certain level as well but then you come into you it's very hard to stay out of the spiritual aspect of this as well because it is like a a fight between good and bad uh, love and evil and uh, these areas i don't know I I haven't studied them so much, but there are a lot of researchers that are, what they're talking about is is that these demonic entities, what they feed of fear, they feed of these lower uh, feelings of absolute terror. Or vibrations. Vibrations, exactly. And it's, uh, some people have suggested, and I would agree as well, that the the first film, The Matrix, the first of the three, is almost like a documentary if you can understand the symbolism and understand what it's actually saying, that it's not just a science fiction movie, but this is what is going on. I don't know. I, I can only say that uh, I do everything I can to expose it on a, on sort of like a street level with the intention to show normal people that, listen, there's nothing to be afraid of. This is most of it absolutely fake And it's only through fear that they can control you. So become fearless, work on, do everything you can through meditation or selfless service or whatever that works for you, dance or laugh or whatever. But to become fearless, to let go of fear, the more you can do that, the less they can control you.
1: And very important, disconnect yourself from the mainstream media itself. These are the same people behind the media. So if they're feeding off of your lower vibrations, all you have to do is turn on the TV, six o'clock news, good evening, and 10 seconds later, they tell you why it's not a good evening or a good day. And people perceive that (laughs) and people just feel it. And, you know, less than 10 minutes later, you're feeling depressed. And if that's what you're, you know, it's a diet, whatever you, we are what we eat And the same thing happens. We are what we watch, what we listen to, the music you listen to, the material that you watch on TV or the movies that you watch, that goes into your psyche. And you turn into what you're watching. You manifest the thoughts that you
0: entertain. Do You know, these people are not stupid and they've been at it for generations. They've worked very hard to uh, concentrate the power to fewer and fewer They've interfiltrated more or less all layers of life. And they focused, of course, on different areas that can make m- a more impact on the population so that the population will be easier to control. And media is a major one when it comes to that major, major film, movies, major music, major. So it's just I mean, if you were in their shoes, where would you focus? You would do the same. And the way I see, you were mentioning uh, TV and and mainstream media, I see it like an open sewage into your house. That black box uh, (laughs) that looks flat and nice and smart. I love it when they call it smart. It's the exact opposite. Everything you say... A smart smartphone, smart TV, it will be smart toilet soon, smart fridge. All of that is the exact opposite. Well, they call it it
1: smart because we're, we're (laughs) delegating our intellect to these boxes.
0: I would say change it to evil would be more, more appropriate. But it is like an open sewage, I think. I haven't uh, watched normal TV for 13 years, I think now. And I'm still quite, uh, on top of what's going on, I would believe, so it's a matter of you choosing the source from where you get your news and also use uh, your mind to filtrate and uh, and also try to find out what is this, the source, where is it coming from and for instance, in the states you are you're down to six different companies that control more or less all media in the u s Including lots of publishing companies and all of that, that's six companies, and these six companies have one head each and owners as well that works together as well. So it's 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 not mainstream media; it's total propaganda.
1: I think the and number so, is is maybe lower now. I think 1983. Sure. In 1983. Ninety percent of American media was owned by fifty. Companies in 2011, it was 90% controlled by six companies, and I think the number is lower now.
0: I'm sure, but still, it's a they work together, you know, they have like a monopoly and they're totally in bed with each other. That is also why, when you look at, for instance, 9 11, check out. There were, there were five major networks that were involved that pumped out all the information from these. It was Fox, TVC, and ABC. I don't know. I can't remember the rest of them. But also, all of the people that were interviewed live on TV, on the street level, uh, eyewitness there, eyewitness here, I, all of them were somehow connected to one, uh, one of these five different networks either working in the cafeteria or married to the ceo or uh, you name it all of them connected and then that takes me to the next one when you look at these operations i would uh, put forward that eyewitnesses when they're false flags the eyewitnesses will come from one of three groups it would be either from uh with a background from uh, film or theater Media or government, government agencies, these three groups. And when the alleged uh, truck attack happened in uh, Stockholm on the 8th of, of uh, no, on the 7th of, uh, of April, I was, ju- I had gone out warning about that the next attack would be in Copenhagen, Denmark on the 9th of April. But instead they took Stockholm or I was wrong. I don't know. But uh, out of 24 witnesses, that were interviewed on international uh, in international media in Sweden and multiple different uh, TV channels newspapers and on. I counted, I got uh, a total of 24. How many do you think were connected to one of these three film media? No, sorry, film theater media or government? How many would be a natural percentage? You would say? I would say a natural percent would be like maybe two three. You know, one was uh, working for TV. Another one was a news reporter on his way home. A handful top, you know. Here, I found 21 out of 24 with direct connections to one of these three groups. And I am I tell you, if I keep digging when it comes to the last three ones, I will find the connections there as well. And so this is what you have to look out for here. Also, when we look at Charlottesville or w- whatever check them out and you will see they will have a background with connections to one of these three if it's a staged event. But let's go
1: step by step because you said something interesting when you see the connection the mar, the intermarriages between government and and people with high positions in these media outlets CNN for example comes to mind I'm thinking of operation Mockingbird you probably heard that right 1950s and before anybody throws tomatoes at us and says, you know, come on, Mel, Oli, remove your tin tinfoil hat. This has been declassified. This is public information. I mean, the information is out there for anybody to find out that this is an attempt to manipulate news media for propaganda purposes. Think of Anderson Cooper. It's proven that he was a CIA-trained person. You have a lot of people inside... I'm just thinking of him and thinking of Wolf Blitzer. I'm thinking about many others that not only work for the CIA, but I'm not going to mention the country, but two words, Zionist supremacists. And before anybody, anybody continues to say, you guys must be anti-Semites because you're only referring to the Zionists. No people. There are bad people within every community. Most people are good people, but there are a few people on top that happen to belong to that group and all you have to do is find out who the major CEOs of these companies are broadcasting publishing banking look at the government rep- representation that we have here so your take on that
0: well, my take is I don't care who they are where they are if they're blue black white yellow Catholics uh, from the Jewish faith, Muslims, whatever. I'm looking for criminals. I want them exactly. to stop messing with us. So I, I don't care. But when you look into this, the, it is incredible. I mean, the percentage is skyrocketing high above everything else when it comes to people that are connected to this group that you uh, avoid mentioning.
1: And it's very unfortunate because, as you know, Voltaire said, "If you yes, what is I, it? Uh, uh, if you want to know who's to in find, charge,
0: go ahead to find out. To find out who controls you, find out who you're not allowed to criticize." criticize. I love it. I love it. It's like I was standing. I was giving a, a speech in in Berlin, uh, where I I was talking. It's like this in Germany. You are not allowed to even discuss the Holocaust if you question the Holocaust you will be put to prison it's a crime and it's a crime and uh, and people are being put away uh, there was this uh, 89 year old uh, uh, I think she's a former professor she yeah. was put away because she just said I, it doesn't match up it just doesn't match up I don't get it the numbers are totally wrong boom she went into jail so I was in Berlin and I said I started talking about this And I said, isn't it strange that here we have Germany, who is the only country or members from Germany were the only ones that were allowed to be tried for war crimes. And here Germany has been carrying the guilt of this horrific crime of the killing of at least six million Jews during this war and many of them in these alleged uh, concentration camps and so on. So isn't it strange that the the country that is accused of having doing it will put people in jail for questioning their crime? Wouldn't it be that Germany would be sort of supporting people that would say, listen, we know that maybe what you're being accused of isn't true. But the thing is, Germany isn't a free country. It looks like it, but it's a total American army base controlled by other forces as well. And uh, this is it's been very interesting. I've done a lot of uh, uh, talks around here in Europe and on several of them. There's been before I've been one of multiple uh, speakers and some of these speakers have been talking about 9-11 with Israel's involvement. Uh, Some other people have also pointed out Israel's involvement. I have also pointed out. Uh, major question marks around the holocaust and so on not because i'm i hate jews or anything like that. i don't even know Jew any jews as far as i know maybe one or two but i certainly don't hate them i am just trying to find out the truth what happened because so much has been built on these either truths or lies and at the conference in berlin uh, no sorry in in these different locations in europe when we were coming there to to be at a conference, there would be started a whole campaign in media, in Holland especially, saying here Holocaust deniers and, uh, and um, uh, racists uh, that are coming here, we had to stop them. The thing was we came in absolute peace, love, compassion, the whole shebang. We were only there to present the truth as far as we said. And we were there being met by police and uh, they they forced uh, the organizers to change location and you know the police were armed where where we were supposed to meet and it was just ridiculous and then when the police came in they were expecting to find you know like a KKK or something like that they found us and and we just come in have a coffee and within Two minutes, they thought, my God, these are great guys. So they were sitting down and we were, you know, enjoying ourselves. It was a total propaganda thing, but it showed the ugly face that is right underneath the surface of these uh, countries. Very sad to say it. And uh, we were walking around in Holland and everything is just so perfect and, you know, neat and cute. And so and there... This very, very ugly face came up and really tried to to stop it in any way or form. And two talks I gave in, in Holland, there were police vehicles circling the, the building. And people, I didn't hear it, but the people in the audience said that there was this very high pitch, like digital sound. And then afterwards, even though we had uh, two different recording uh, systems, cameras with uh, recorders for the sound, the sound was deleted. The, the digital sound was gone. Two occasions. So uh, somebody said, uh, you know, this is not the new, new world order. This is the ni- nice world order. Everything looks so perfect on the surface, but as soon as you start scratching, it will hit back and show its very ugly face. And let me
1: just say this. I have plenty of friends who are Jewish. I have families, members who are Jewish, and... Even listeners, paid subscribers who write to me all the time. So they know exactly where I stand. But I have it to tell you, speaking of Germany, Ole, I don't know if you know who Richard, Dr. Richard souder is, but he was a you know, a, a veteran of this program and he basically almost disappeared. He was beat up so badly that he had to spend months in hospital in Ecuador. He was in hiding because he talked about all these subjects, underground bases and this and that, and he told me during the last interview, and I'll read it to you guys, uh, this is something I've shared before, but it's, it's it's worth reminding. He said, quote, two days prior to the enactment of the German Constitution on 23 May 1949, a secret treaty, and I don't speak German, Geheimer Stadtverstrag was signed, which gave complete allied control over electronic and print media, film, culture, and education until the year 2099. So you keep a few generations brainwashed only for 150 years and no one will ever remember what really happened. A very clever plan. And by the way, I hate any type of genocide. I don't care what color, religion, ethnic group. I don't care. But if we're always mentioning this in the history books, why is it that we don't mention the 100 million killed in the Soviet Union by Lenin, by Stalin? Why?
0: You have Mao as well. And Mao Zedong too, correct. Yeah, Mao Zedong. And Pol Pot and the the rest of them. Yeah, the red chim- chim- chimeras, and I mean, but here we're talking about something totally different. And once you start studying the numbers of the alleged Holocaust, I have to say the alleged. I've done I've done uh, s- uh, several two-hour uh, interviews where I've gone into extreme details about the Holocaust, and just as as an investigator, just looking at it as a crime investigator. At a crime site, does it match up? It does not at all. I mean, there's, it's so totally out of proportions. So the way I see it, I love the truth. I cherish the truth because the truth doesn't, it doesn't fear any investigation. It stands on its own and you don't have to do anything. It just is. But when you look into conspiracies, it is covered with really smelly, rottening lies and, and deceit and backstabbing. And people are getting totally paranoid because maybe somebody's uh, going to blow a whistle or, or, you know, so there's all of these horrific things. So I tell you, why should we not be allowed to question anything? I mean, if there's nothing to question, we won't find anything. Do you think this is is why
1: do you think this is why sorry for interrupting you but do you think this is why here in the United States now they're questioning our First Amendment they're saying it's not it should not be free speech for everything if it's hate speech are they trying to introduce a law that says if you talk about what you're saying and others you may be prosecuted and put in jail
0: it's not what I'm suggesting this is what we're seeing in multiple countries here in, in Europe they're trying to They're trying to, you know, like anything. It's the same with YouTube now and Google as well. I don't know. know Hold it, hold it, hold
1: it, Oli, because I was going to talk about that when we came back from the break, what you just said about YouTube. I have very serious information to discuss with you and the the audience. Uh, One of my colleagues that interviewed me a few days ago, he's going through the same thing. But let's wait because we have to break this segment a lot more when we come back with Oli Damagort. Oli, how can people learn
0: more about your work? My website is lightonconspiracies.com light because that is really what I try to do. Spread the light, just aim the light right at these, into the darkest of the dark corners of the belly of the beast. Totally non-violent, totally peaceful, totally fearless, but expose it and let the truth do the job. That is what I try to do. Uh, I've got... Multiple books on Amazon. I got. Uh, if somebody wants to to support me, I'm a one-man band. I'm not financed by anyone, or this is not a job that gives an income. But uh, I have a family, so if anybody would like to support me, it's uh, through donations. I've got a Patreon as well, a newsletter membership, and so on on my website. I've also recently started. Uh, a podcast on my own called light on conspiracies where i interview incredible people from around the world famous people very very skilled people also people that normally don't have a voice so i am trying to create a platform where i will uh, give them a chance as well i recently interviewed a uh, uh, the Apache Nation, and uh, I, I have to say proudly, if I can brag a little bit, sure. that I've been ad- I've been adopted by the Apache tribe, which I've, is very very big in my world. So, with that said, uh, I will keep doing everything I can, and uh, that's it. Wonderful, and folks, you know sometimes we get these
1: messages from people saying we cannot believe that you're charging for the truth. Folks, when you go out there and you watch TV, you're watching with your time. You're watching with the mental programming that they're imparting upon you. If Imagine this. Instead of having a fake news on the left or the right, because they're both echo chambers of the two political parties, and they're financed probably by the same people, the same puppeteers. But if he had a platform that was truly, truly impartial, what journalism used to be decades ago, would you support it? I wonder that, if people realize that this is the way you're going to get the information. This is what I do. I don't do this for a living only. I do it because my passion is to get to the truth so that we can leave a better world and better children for the future. But I'm delighted to be here with my friend Only Demogord from Spain and he'll be right back with much more information that you don't want to miss. Go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe to listen to the rest. This is Mel Fabregas, and you are listening to Veritas. Thank you for listening to the first part of this very important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our archived material, go to the members section or subscribe at VeritasRadio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for great products, including pure organic sulfur, rebounders, turmeric, and more. Thank you.